Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters, what's going on, everybody? Mike here. It's day nine of my 30-day blogging challenge, and it's episode 74. So today's a little different. I figured I'd switch it up and uh, get my recording done earlier in the day. So it's about 10, 10, 15 right now. Um been sleeping a little bit later and later the last week or so, so uh, I think I'm going to have to make some uh, plans, this is part of it, to not work as much later in the evening and later at night behind the computer because I find that when I'm doing work later, obviously the stimulation from the light and also my brain firing and operating in that level tends to give me a harder time to get to sleep at night. And what I also have been noticing is as I'm getting my later training sessions in the day, I'm drinking coffee right before those sessions, even though it's my second session. So normally what I like to do is in the morning or in the evening, like early AM sessions or earlier in the day sessions, such as right now, um, I'm still, I haven't even gone for a walk. So today I kind of switched it up where I woke up, woke up a little late, 9.45. Um, and this is something I meant to talk to you guys about too, that I thought was a great idea I would share is uh, my buddy Johnny, and I've mentioned him before on the podcast, the one that recently won his first MMA title. Congrats again, Johnny. Um, first off, Johnny's the kind of dude that is probably one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met. And I don't say that lightly. I've really been fortunate to go to school in both um, my adolescent years and even in my adult years with some really intelligent people, whether it was in high school, um, mid- I mean, any any of those grade and grammar schools and all that stuff. But even when I was going to Stony Brook, um, the fortunate thing about going to, even though it's a state school, A, it's a state school that's a little bit more respected in the academic world than I guess your stereotypical state school or what's normally associated with it. Um, especially in the science field and world, which is what I was focusing on. So I got to meet some really, really intelligent people. And actually, Johnny goes to Stony Brook as well, but that's not even how I know him. I know him just through uh, training, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, fighting. <clears throat> and Johnny was actually my roommate in Las Vegas. So not only is he someone that's extremely intelligent, but we just operate on similar uh, thought patterns and just v- basis on how we want to live our lives. And one thing that's awesome about him um, is the sacrifice he's willing to make, but also his constant daily questioning and curiosity of just everything. He's not the kind of person you can just say something to, even when it's right, and him just accept it and be like, oh, okay. No, he's going to question it in his mind into his own line of thinking, even if it's supposedly right, to see if maybe he can get something else out of it. So anyways, with all that being said, we are talking the other night, and... I was talking how, you know, I've been writing more and I always, especially with blogging, 
I'm always typing and audio recording or consuming information and putting information out there because of the website, especially over the last five, six, really going on seven years now because even before I made the company, I was blogging. Most people don't know that, obviously the original uh, followers would know this, that before I even created Life of a Fighter, when I was just doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu back in the Red Boy days, back in like 2007, so actually it's been like more like 10 years, wow, um, I started blogging maybe like a year into it, and originally everyone called me .com as like a, a nickname or like a fight name, because I was constantly like, you just might call .com forward slash blog, and I was blogging, updating stuff, talking about my journey, thinking about going to Vegas, even when I was in Vegas, I was blogging, and that's where really started taking off back in 2010 to 11 was all the opportunities and that's where I really started tracking like the business even though it wasn't even official then until I got back in 2011 September that's when I officially we started the business but anyways long story short the reason I say all that and give you a little bit of light and background is to give you a little bit of a story on Johnny how long we've known each other where we know each other all that good stuff so anyways talking to him and he lives in upstate New York, so I don't hang out with him. And even when I was back in Long Island, I wouldn't hang out with him, or even when I was in Thailand. But I would always make sure, we would always make sure to get in touch with each other. Um, not because we have to or anything, but because, especially when I, it comes to training, business, and like philosophy, those are three topics I really love talking to Johnny about. Because business, he's got a very good mindset, and he's also very supportive. There's a lot of times that... You know, you could talk to people about business, and there's no disrespect for, to either of my friends or family or, or anyone like that, but some people are going to be a little bit more um, on the, let's say, there's two perspectives, right? There's the optimist side, and there's the, the realist pessimist side, or you, I'll hear people say, oh, I'm not an optimist. I mean, I mean, I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. Okay. I'll categorize you even so. Let's say there's three. There's the realist, there's the optimist, there's the pessimist. Johnny, when it comes to business, is 100% the optimist. But like I said, he'll also question things. So he's that realistic perspective with an optimist viewpoint, um, which is refreshing because a lot of times when I'm talking to people, they're more of the realistic, pessimistic perspective, either because they've never done it before, they don't see the vision that I have, or because they do just want to actually help and they do care and they actually have been in the business world. And they're like, listen, it's not as easy as you think, which I 100%, especially after hindsight, I can agree with them on. But sometimes um, I'm sure my entrepreneur friends out there and listeners can relate to this or even someone that's in a fitness goal that may even um, be attaining towards something can understand. Sometimes you just want some positivity, even if it seems unlikely, even if it seems... Or it seems very likely, and, and it's something that you've even proved before. You just sometimes want some positivity in your life. So Johnny's a great source for that. And again, we are talking about a bunch of different things, running some ideas off of him. Um, we just BS, talk about training, talk about finding. That's the cool thing, man. Like One thing that I appreciate with Johnny that I have a few really good um, martial art friends that whenever we get together, like no matter what we're doing, like we could be in the store talking, walking, let's say you're going to Target, you got to get something real quick or blah, 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 going to the mall. We will always, always at some point or another start shadow boxing and sparring each other. It doesn't matter where, like even Pascal, like that was the cool thing about when me and Ashwin hang out with Pascal and Aldis, 
is when we would go out to the store and stuff, like, and again, we're not, like, going hard. We're not even, like, really scrapping. We're just messing around with each other, like, starting to, uh, maybe you throw a jab and just out of nowhere. And then, oh, okay, you parry the jab, and then you're going to fire back, cross hook, or maybe throw a little low kick or a push kick or just a spinning elbow. Like, Pascal would actually do it all the time, even more sometimes than I would even want to, which is very rare. Like, Johnny and Pascal, I think, are the two people that I've hung out with that are martial artists too and fighters that might even want to mess around and like play fight more than I even want to, which normally it's the opposite way around. Like even when I'm hanging out with people that don't want to, like I I just do it out of habit, especially Ashley. She gets so pissed, but I got to say she gets really good at defending underhooks and arm drags and like she knows how to check kicks and slip and parry. Not that I'm actually hitting her, but just giving her the look. So I teach her the techniques. That's fine. So long story short, talking to Johnny the other night and we were talking about a writing challenge because it came up we always like to challenge each other and I'm a competitive person he's a competitive person and we like to better ourselves and personal development and physical mental health all, all that stuff so we made a challenge um five minutes of writing every day and then we add five minutes every day so let's say on Saturday I think it started uh, it was either no it's Sunday so Sunday start writing five minutes Monday ten minutes today is Tuesday go up got up to fifteen minutes so when I first woke up at nine forty five I was like you know what I'm gonna get my writing challenge right out the way um, I'm fortunate today is like an off day when it comes to I'm not teaching um, no meetings no interviews no big call scheduled um, I'm just gonna train focus on that go tree hunting with ash i really can't even call it hunting like we're not fucking they're not moving (laughs) tree shopping um i just like to consider it almost like hunting because we're trying to select one out but i guess you can call that shopping um anyway so figured you know get myself a productive morning but change up the routine a little bit as well part of that is because part of what i normally do is i would write at night um but the problem with Writing even is not that you necessarily are staring at a screen, but you need light to write on a piece of paper. So even that light can be stimulating, keeping me up. So decide, let me do the first 15 minutes of waking up and let's see how my brain kind of operates. Because I don't know about you guys, sometimes I'll wake up and my brain can be really, really sharp in the morning, but sometimes it can be a little foggy and I need some time to wake up. And that's why I like to go for a walk, get some coffee, drink water, and then let my body process from there. But today I decided before I even get coffee in my system, before I even get the walk in, before I do all that stuff, 15 minutes of writing. And I got to be honest, I, like once you start getting past 5, 10, 15 minutes, there can be some dead time. And the challenge to this is it's an exercise where you're just nonstop writing. And he actually, Johnny got it from, I think it was a high school teacher, he said, might have been high school or middle school, that I think it was like a percentage of class or maybe it might even be one class a week or just maybe the first 10 minutes or something that you just have to write. It doesn't matter what you're writing. You just have to constantly be writing. You could be writing your name a thousand times in a row or I'm just staring at a piece of paper, whatever it is. What I do is me and Johnny, we take it. I don't know how he's looking at it. And I actually got to check on him to see if he's been keeping up with his challenge. But the goal is to see who can get or we both want to get to an hour as fast as possible. So we decided let's do five minutes every day. And we add five minutes onto it. So before we know it, by the end of the week, really in two weeks, we should be at an hour. So I did that this morning, got some writing down, planned out some things, but also just kind of put whatever's on the top of my head and just get it out. And I think it can be helpful also at night before I go to bed, but I find in the morning, felt kind of good today because it kind of, sometimes I feel 
and I don't know if you guys can relate to me, this is just my own personal experience, is that I have so much in my mind when I first wake up in the beginning of the day, it's scatterbrained, I'm not organized, and I don't really have that clean, clean presence of the day. And sometimes what'll happen is, especially on a day where I wake up and I gotta rush, get ready, go to work, go teach class, go to a meeting, whatever it is I gotta do, instead of really having a time where I can ease into the day, get my mind awake, that's why I think waking up earlier is better because then usually if you're waking up four, five, six in the morning, you, you have time. You're not in a rush to, oh, I woke up at 6. I got to get out the door by 6.15. That's usually not the case. When I was working at the hospital, it was. I would wake up like 20 minutes before I'd have to be there. So I'd have just enough time to shower, wash my face, brush my teeth, get clothes on, get out the door and go. But I'm trying to position myself nowadays where I kind of like this feeling of waking up, writing, going for a walk. I didn't even go for a walk yet, but being able to podcast and then I'm going to go for a walk after this, line up the rest of the day. And then when the later parts of the day where, um, let's say I want to start winding down or I'm still kind of busy and I have just enough time to wind down and get into bed and get my routine, then I'm not stimulating myself up again with the lights and all that. So I think it should be interesting. And I'm going to experiment with that pretty much the rest of the week. I'm going to see how tomorrow goes because um, I got a call back with care partners from uh, Mission Health and going to go re-interview and go in for another interview for another position. And that's something I'm really excited about is um, what I think is interesting is a business owner, a lot of times, you know, there's that theory, you know, especially when I first started, um, I had a buddy that we were both kind of new in the, in the entrepreneur game, my buddy Matt at the time. And we would always say, you know what, I don't want to have another job or another focus besides the business because I feel like it'll be detrimental to the business. And I've worked really hard over the years to develop it and build it. Now I think I've really honed down not only the the mission statement and the direction of the business, but given it the tools and the people and the skills and the shape and the direction that it needs, where I don't need to be giving it daily attention like how I used to. And some people can say sometimes you need it even more, but I've gotten it to the point where it can operate and there's the secondary thing of when you're working on your business, you're also hopefully making money um, that's directly correlated with your time. Now, the interesting thing for most businesses and entrepreneurs is that that's not necessarily the case. There's no direct correlation between how much time you put in and how much money you're getting out. And for me, I get stressful. I'm a a finance person, not in the sense of... um, I mean, I am in a finance person as far as planning, looking at numbers, spreadsheets, calculating, all that fun stuff. I like doing that. But I'm also a finance person where I feel like I need to have money coming in every day and not just like, okay, potential income. There's a potential, there's a difference between, I look at it almost like physics, potential and kinetic. Potential is, okay, we had a meeting, we talked about an opportunity, and okay, we're moving forward, but there's no paycheck that was deposited into my account today, or there's no guaranteed income that came from that. So I like to have opportunities like that, but I also like to have every day where I know I got a guaranteed amount of income in, whether it was having a training session, have one of our other coaches training a client, having a membership collecting. That's the thing. Normally, we're collecting on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis or on an annual basis, and we still get sales coming in, but the first quarter and the fourth quarter, like now's a prime time. But I also want to put myself in a position where I'm doing other things where it's not as stressful for when the first and fourth quarter is in here, second and third quarter, when the money's low, 
and we've built up our income for the first and fourth quarter. I don't have to drain it going into the second and third quarter. Instead, I can have another source of income, whether it's an independent contracting position or an actually just a full-blown, like I'm actually excited to look at the idea of getting involved on the clinical side of things with uh, the hospital down here in Asheville and with their care partners in one of their facilities, um, working with the elderly community at one of their outpatient programs um, or day programs, we could call it, and working with them as far as building muscle, going to be looking at the potential of being maybe a rehab technician, working with the dietitians, working with the physical therapists, um, doing some small group talks and activities. But yes, it'll be a guaranteed income. So I know, okay, great. I have X amount of dollars. This is covered. And I just feel a little bit more reassured about the day. But then it also gives me freedom and flexibility for coming back to the business where okay, I don't have to take this 30% that I would normally pay my own self or my own salary or whatever. Obviously, I still take that money, but instead I can put that to a savings. I can put it into like now, you know, I rolled over an IRA from my old position from a 403B. So now, boom, all right, I'll put, let me put that into my IRA and put up a savings account. And then, or I could even, you know, take half that money. That's what I'm still trying to figure out. How do I want to take the money that I'd normally pay myself and what am I going to do with it? which I guess is a good problem to have or a good situation to have, but then also make sure I'm putting it in the right thing. So that's also part of what I, I like to do with these writing challenges that I've been paying attention to is goals, some planning, some thought processes. And um, yeah, that's a big thing that I overlooked when I first started. I was like, all right, this is how business works. You start a business, you market the business, you get business coming in, and then boom, you're done. No, that's not really the case because as much as, okay, I have a plan, I have our coaches, we have our leads, we have our systems, we have all that in place, our sales, blah, blah, blah. It's never really done because you have to constantly be growing and innovative. If you're not innovating and you're not changing, you're dying and you're falling behind. And um, I'm constantly consuming content. And this is another thing I wanted to mention before I get too much on another tangent was I'm reading a book called Memory Rescue because I will more than likely be working with the elderly, even at not this facility, at another facility with the care partners um, and Mission Hospital, Mission Health. So I wanted to just, I'm familiar with Alzheimer's and dementia, and I have experience with dietary and nutritional implementation of those things and the impact it can have and exercise. But I figured, let me get a little refresher. Um, let me go through another book and just get some more perspective. And one of the quotes that was amazing in this book that I really liked that I wanted to share with you guys because it doesn't just relate to elderly is, the quote is, genes only load the gun, your behavior pulls the trigger. So let's break that down. Genes, obviously, we're talking about our genetics, and a lot of people will put the blame on, oh, well, I was born this way. And yeah, okay, I, let's, for example, if you look at my genetics and you look at my family history, my family history is on my mom's side, they're a little bit taller, they're a little bit thinner. Uh, German descent, my mom's actually from Germany. I don't know if like, most people probably don't know this outside of my close friends and whatnot, I'm first generation um, American, which is interesting because, you know, if, I feel like I had such an American life and, you know, but when I really think about it, both my, my mom was born in Germany, she was raised there till she was like 15 or 16, came over here, didn't speak a lick of English, neither did my grandparents, and they moved from all places, from Germany to Alabama, and Alabama, I think it was in like the 70s or the eight, maybe let's say late 70s. So that's, you know, interesting place to move to in the country. And then they end up in New York. And my mom had to literally read the dictionary to learn English. Um, such a cliche immigrant story. But my dad's side of the family, both him and his parents 
are originally from Brooklyn and New York, and then his grandparents were from Italy. So he also has obviously everyone in this country is going to be an immigrant to some extent depending on how far back you go it's just how far back do you go before you see an immigrant story but it was close enough where they still had the work ethic and something i'm really proud of both sides of my family and especially my grandparents was the work ethic that they came in with and how they constantly worked and that's something that even with my business like i still need to be working and making and i feel that and um that plays a role and also in my fighting and all the other things that i do so anyways going back to jeans Jeans that I see on my mom's side of the family is that, okay, yeah, we're taller or skinnier and we have natural, let's say, leaner muscle tone. And then on my dad's side, a little bit shorter, um, more heavy, we're Italian, thicker around the waist, uh, torso, midsection, we're going to store body fat easily. And I got a lot more of those genetics, even from when it looks from a, a, an appearance perspective, I look more like my father. Um, my traits and behaviors tend to lean more in his favor. Um, and, and a lot of people can say that's behavior versus, um, or it's environment versus nature versus nurture kind of a concept. But when we look at that, some people will take that, and I could have taken that, and I did when I was younger. I'm like, oh, well, I have dad's genes. I'm just going to be chubby and fat. Like That's just what it is. I can't really help that. But I realized, okay, that's part of it. Like that's loading the gun. The other side, behavior, is what's actually going to fire and make the reality happen. So if I'm eating a bagel with mashed potatoes and you know corn and pasta and chicken cutlets on it for dinner, and then I'm also eating an extra dinner on top of that, that's what's causing me to be heavy, not just my genetics. Now maybe if I naturally had just my mom's side of the family genetics, like my brother, um, it would have been easier for me to stay leaner. Because I got to say, my brother houses food like he. He actually was really skinny as a kid, and then maybe he didn't. I can't even say he got chubby, but he definitely gained a little bit of weight. But he was always active, but he just ate so much food. And now he eats, like, crazy cookies and sweets, and he's got a sweet tooth for real. But he's still, like, you know, even though he's in law school and he's gained a little bit of weight, like, he'll still stay relatively lighter and won't really get too heavy. But, I mean, the downside to that is even though he won't look it, his body will be responding, his insulin levels, sugar levels, diabetes is a reality, blah, blah, blah. I won't go too far into it. But I just want to leave you guys with the quote of today is, genes only load the gun, your behavior pulls the trigger. And what I want to take from that is be accountable for your actions. You can blame genetics, you can blame your parents, you can say, ah, oh, I just got dealt a shitty card. The cool thing is our behavior can actually change that. It's genetics versus epigenetics. And the idea is genetics is the traits we're born with, Epigenetics is the expression of those traits. So for example, what partially can help expression of traits is nutrition, exercise, stress levels, and all the other aspects of our environment. Some of those things can't be helped too much, but a majority of those things can be and your behavior can dictate a lot of that. So keep that in mind and and try and empower yourselves with that and all that good stuff. So that's my quote of the day. Last little bit, I'll break down what was going on today beyond that into training. So I'm going to go for a walk now, probably pick up the car, go get my acceleration lower body in, and then take the middle and the rest of the, the early part of the evening to be with Ash and the family to go Christmas tree shopping and then do kickboxing in the evening, depending on if I can get out of the house or not. Um, I'll either do kickboxing here or I'll end up going to the gym getting my work on at the bag. And the cool thing is I finally got a drilling partner. Um, so I'm excited that I think I can get him to come by the house until I find, like a, again, a gym I can f actually do fight training out of and whatnot. 
but I'm excited to at least have a drilling partner that I can work with and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so that's it, guys. I'm going to hit my acceleration lower body. Yesterday, um, part of the interval sprints, there's a hill right by the house, so I finished up with hill sprints for my kickboxing rounds, and what I did was I sprint up. should take about 15 seconds. Sometimes it takes 17, depending on um, how I start and how I hit the timer, and then what I'll do is for a minute to a minute and 15, I shadow box down the hill but what I do is I stay in my stance and I work different angles and what I thought was interesting is instead of having to add resistance bands around my legs or weights on my ankles the gravity and the incline add a type of resistance that's natural but it's also going to be challenging on the body so I'm going to get benefit and effect from it whether it's I'm using my obliques and my core to not fall over whether I'm using my ankle and um, leg stability to again not roll my ankles or to kind of shuffle at the feet All these things are going to become, I think, really important. That's where the cool thing about boxing and wrestling is that you don't need a lot of money and equipment to get the job done. You just need space, honestly. And if you have a training partner, that's even better. But you can even do a lot of stuff without one. So it's my two cents of the day. Got my sprints in last night, my kickboxing in for my second workout. Today I'm going into the gym, get my AM lifting session on. So this week it looks like I'm going to get back to two strength and skill days, an interval and hit day two more strength and skill days and then an interval and hit day. Um, At least that's how it looks like for my strength conditioning side of the workouts. For kickboxing, I'm still going to see I might do some drilling in tonight instead of doing interval bag work. We'll see how it goes. Um, But yeah, guys, it feels good to get the podcast out of the way early. I'll get all my writing and my scheduling breakdowns done out of the way early. I'll update it again still later tonight, so it should be up by tomorrow. But at least be one less thing I have to do later and hopefully start that process in my sleep hygiene of getting to bed earlier, getting the routine done, and all that good stuff. So I hope you guys have a great day. And also check for this week. I've been continuously working on the Fighter's Guide um, to Fitness Hygiene. So that should be out um, by Friday. Probably Friday evening, the latest, and the Fighters Guide will be up with it with the podcast, so you'll be able to get the audio walkthrough of it and also a textual breakdown with some infographics, with some references, links, all that good stuff. So enjoy, guys, and I'll catch you later. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.